Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. We may not own the copyrights, but fuck copyright. <laughs> OG copyright was only meant for seven years. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. And this week, we're back in D.C. We figure we go here often enough, we might as well set up a summer home. <laughs> I mean, Metropolis is probably nice. Metropolis is nice this time of year, but we're not looking at Metropolis this time of year. We're looking at Metropolis in the distant, okay, not that distant past, maybe like ten year, f- five years ago? F- five years ago. And maybe ten years ago. Maybe also twenty years ago. Depending on how you feel. Okay. So this week, remember how we spent last week trying to make Batman less grimdark? Yeah. Uh, This week, we're looking at one of the most latest, grimmest, darkest uh, variations on the DC Universe, and I'm going to be making the next game in the Injustice fighting game franchise. Cool. Yes. So, for those of you who don't know, Injustice is a DC Comics-based fighting game made by... Who are they? NetherRealm? I'm pretty sure they're NetherRealm. NetherRealm Studios, the company that brought you Mortal Kombat, and Mortal Kombat, and Mortal Kombat. (laughs) And one wrestling game. Um, (laughs) So based on the rest of their oeuvre, you can imagine that this is a grim and gritty DC fighting game in which the characters are dark, and they're a little edgy. And it takes place in the premise of, the the highly original premise of, what if Superman was evil? Uh, Yeah. So, the reason Superman is evil in Injustice is because the Joker was like, I'm bored, I think instead of tormenting Batman, I'm gonna torment Superman instead. And he seems to be real buddy-buddy with Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, so I think I'll kidnap them. And then destroy them! So, the Joker kills Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, and Superman goes off the deep end, he kills the Joker, and then he decides, how do I ever stop this from hurting other people again? I know! Fascism. Yeah, so this is an old-ass storyline. Yeah. So Superman sets up the regime, which is a collection of various uh, DC superheroes and who yeah. he is con- who are convinced that Superman is in the right, and some supervillains that basically get the Suicide Squad treatment of, if you help us set up this authoritarian government, y- you won't be uh, in prison anymore. And they're like, great. And I think there's also some brainwashing of various characters as well. Um... None of the characters that you would expect to stand against Superman do, except Batman, because everyone loves the idea of Batman being truth, justice, in the American way, and Superman being the nasty boy. Hmm. Yeah, so on the bad guy's side, you've got Superman, you've got Wonder Woman, you've got Hal Jordan became a Yellow Lantern, you've also got Sinestro in there too, you have Barry Allen, you've got Solomon Grundy, you've got Nightwing, but it's secretly Damian Wayne, you've got Cyborg, You've got Catwoman, but she's a mole. You've got Bane. You've got Shazam. You have Aquaman. You have Hawkgirl. And you've got Doomsday, who I think is being brain-controlled. You've also got Raven, who got taken over by Trigon. And you've got Black Adam and Killer Frost. And then there's the insurgency of the good guys that are led by Batman, who teamed up with Harley Quinn, Green Arrow, Deathstroke, Lex Luthor, and some power armor. And then also the Joker and Ares are here too, and they're just fucking around. Okay. So that game, it ends when the mainline DC heroes get into the Injustice universe, and they help Batman take down... So good Superman takes down evil Superman, and they're able to imprison him, while Wonder Woman and Black Adam just peace out back to Kondok. (laughs) And Batman's like, okay, now I'm going to help the world become better again. And in Injustice 2, we find that everyone's like, hey... We're kind of opposed to superheroes trying to take over the government, so how about you just keep an eye on Superman and make sure shit doesn't go to hell there? But then in Injustice 2, Brainiac shows up, and he's like, Oh, look at all these sexy cities. I'm going to put them in a bottle and steal them. Yaha! Um, his arrival also coincides with Supergirl, who, like, fell to Earth between the events of Injustice 1 and 2 and was raised by Wonder Woman and Black Adam to believe that Batman was bad and he had kidnapped her cousin, which was... I mean, he did imprison Superman, but Batman's a good guy, and this is a bad Superman. 
Yeah. But yeah, they're like, Brainiac's invading, we gotta stop him. Also, Gorilla Grodd has assembled a whole bunch of animal-themed supervillains to help take over, but Catwoman is a mole, again. <laughs> um, and then Brainiac's here, and, and he slurps up some cities, and Batman's like, Clark, we need to work together for this. And Clark's like, okay, but after this, I'm gonna try and be fascist again. And Batman's like, I know, that's why I'll just kick your ass as soon as we defeat Brainiac. And then he does. Unless you choose the bad ending, in which case Superman uses Brainiac to turn all the good heroes into cyborgs, but that's not the canonical one. The canonical ending is Superman gets imprisoned again, and Black Adam and Wonder Woman just peace out again, And but Supergirl is working with Batman, and she's like, Clark, you're real nasty. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> now here's my problem with the Injustice series. Oh, also, apparently there are Injustice comics that take place and they feel like the get the all the prequel going up to the first Injustice game and then like the five years between the first and second Injustice game. Yeah. And there's a lot of characters from DC that are like established there and then various characters get killed off due to the rise of the regime and all that you know, various events. And they've also had crossovers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Injustice versus Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. Hey, I wouldn't mind He-Man being included in this yeah. new video well, game. We'll we'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> so, my big problem with Injustice isn't necessarily Superman going evil because it, even though it kind of feels overdone, I understand him like having a big dose of trauma and PTSD and trying to like starting something with good intentions because it's not like he starts off saying it's time for fascism. It's just that what he descends into yeah. as he like slowly becomes more and more mad with grief. And he just happens to have more power than any other person on the planet, except maybe Shazam. Also, yeah. he kills Shazam in the first game. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, the killing joke idea of everybody's gonna have that one bad day and become just like the Joker would probably work better on on uh, Superman than Batman, depending on the writer. I do feel like Superman has less of a gray spot in his morality than Batman does. Um, yeah. Like, uh, like on the one hand, like Superman sees goodness in a lot more people than you would expect. Yeah. But it's also like, I feel like Superman is much more likely to say, once you have crossed the line, you've crossed the line. Yeah. Whereas Batman, he's way better at, you know, seeing the gray, seeing, okay, this is where things can went wrong, but also being a bit more forgiving and like trying to get people back onto the good yeah. side. Plus, Batman like, he's is, used to... Uh, Batman, Batman's Batman used to... Like, uh, <laughs> you finish your thought. <laughs> okay. Batman is used to the Joker's bullshit, so... Yes. <laughs> uh, I feel like Batman is a lot more likely to say, listen, you shouldn't have done this. That was a bad thing, but I understand why you did it. Let's work on you not doing it again. Yes. So, so yeah. The, the the two things, I actually, yeah, I guess there's two things that I really didn't like about Injustice. One is that they have Damien, like, immediately go off the deep end and side with Clark and declare Batman not strong enough and that you, the only way to save villains is to kill them. And it's like, you, you if you wanted this kind of character, you should have just had Red Hood. And they did actually have Red Hood as DLC, but it's like, just just put him in the main game yeah as, as this kind of character, since that's what you want so bad. You're completely misconstruing the whole purpose of Damien Wayne, who is slowly turning into an all-loving hero. Yeah. But the biggest one, the most unforgivable one, in my opinion, is their treatment of Wonder Woman. Okay. Because Wonder Woman basically plays the Lady Macbeth to Superman's Macbeth, in which she, like, right... So Superman takes a little while to fall into the totalitarian regime idea, but Wonder Woman is the one who is pushing him towards it the whole time. She's like, yes, Clark, we the, these are puny mortals and we are so much more powerful than them. We must stomp them into dust. I don't think she's like that, actually. I don't think she's like that either. So we're going to work on that. We're, we're going to use Injustice 3 to solve some of the issues I have with Injustice 1 and 2. Yeah. Because I like them as games. And I can mostly understand the premise of the plots. Like, they're acceptable within comic book boundaries. Yeah. And, like, they're not, they're not trying to do anything special beyond just giving examples of what could lead heroes to fight each other. Yeah. And so, here's the plot of Injustice 3. Things seem to be going well. Things, things seem to finally be going fine. Okay. And Batman and Supergirl and Harley Quinn have all teamed up 
to make sure that like things stay stable. Poison Ivy's there too. I can't remember if I brought Poison Ivy back as a playable character, actually. Let me check. Oh yeah, I did. So Ivy's there too. And Ivy and Harley are dating, obviously. They make explicitly gay eye contact with each other yes. <laughs> in many cutscenes. Oh yeah. And then the Amazons attack. Uh-oh. Much like in the uh, famous comic book event, Amazon's Attack. <laughs> and they're led by Wonder Woman, naturally, and Black Adam is also there. Yeah. And they're, they're, try like, they're preparing for this big mainland invasion as the fleet is showing up. And then a portal appears. Uh-oh. And it's a bit like one of Flash's speed portals. Okay. But who should walk out of it but Terry McGinnis? Oh, awesome. In all his Batman Beyonditude. <laughs> and he's like, Bruce, th there's something weird going on with time. These Amazons aren't from now. They're from like 10 years ago. Bruce is like, what? I don't understand. I'm, I don't time travel. <laughs> and Terry goes, well, good news, Bruce. The whole, the whole Justice League better start time traveling now. Because shit's getting wild. Okay, if we're going to have Terry and McGinnis in this, can we have some cutscenes with, like, old Bruce in the future, and he's voiced by, um, Michael Keaton? Ooh, I like that. Well, so, one of the things that Injustice does that I really like is that they have a lot of, it's kind of similar to Smash Bros, where they'll have a character that uses the same, like, rigging and moveset and everything as another character, but they have a different model. Yeah. So... For example, in the previous Justice games, like, you, it was very simple stuff, like, you have Superman, but you also have Bizarro Superman, but he's the exact same set, uh, moveset as normal Superman. Yeah. You can also have um, Jon Stewart sub in for Hal Jordan, yeah. or you could have Vixen sub in for Cheetah. Yeah. And so you could very easily have just old Batman be a skin for standard Batman. Okay. So I've, I've also noted down which characters' skins are in this as well. Because in Injustice, two, like in the first game, none of the skins played a part uh, role in the plot. But in the second game, Reverse Flash, what Reverse Flash was explicitly a part of the baddies, even though he uses the exact same moveset as Barry Allen. Mm -hmm. So Batman is going to head to the past with a chunk of the Justice League to investigate why these Amazons are attacking and why they're attacking, like why these are time displaced Amazons, mm -hmm. and so they have to figure out what's going on. And so they actually travel back in time to few weeks before the Joker kidnaps Lois and Jimmy. And so they're, they're like, oh, S Superman, Clark is still a good person in this timeline. And so there are definitely going to be some people, uh, mainly Supergirl, she's going to be like, Clark, have you ever considered that if your loved ones die, you shouldn't try and destroy the world? And Clark's like, <laughs> I haven't had to worry about that because my loved ones will never die. They will never die. <laughs> And Supergirl's like, fuck, we should get you some preemptive grief counseling. Yes. <laughs> and they also, like, there's definitely going to be situations where Batman, or probably not Batman, it's probably going to be a situation like Green Arrow runs into Green Arrow. Yeah. And it's like, ah, you're an, an interloper, a duplicate, a clone, an evil robot. And like, no, I'm from the future. Oh no, an evil me from the future. I'm not, okay, fuck, we're fighting. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Those are arrow noises. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Batman, uh, to time shenanigans happen, in, and Batman ends up getting sent a bit further in the past. Okay. Not, not like what happened in one of the crises, where Batman was sent to like, prehistoric times, but also became immortal, and so then he was just Batmaning it throughout all of history. He was a pirate at one point. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen stuff from that one. But he does end up going back far enough to uh, deal with the situation where Bane, much like in the comics, Bane released the entirety of Arkham Asylum, and while Batman was trying to clean that up, Bane tracked down the Batcave, and then broke the Bat, yeah. and then that led to the rise of Azazel. And so basically, while while everyone's trying to like prevent the Joker from killing Jimmy and Lois, and trying to keep Clark from going off the deep end, and trying to figure out what's going on with the Amazons... Mm -hmm. But it just keeps cutting back to Batman going through the entire Nightfall arc. Yeah. Including eventually, I mean, we'll fudge with the, the comics version a little bit, because I don't think Nightwing was a thing yet. But in this one, he would be teaming up with Dick Grayson age, I don't know, probably age 18. Yeah. Age 22. <laughs> to help take down both Bane and, oh, Azrael, not Azazel. 
And Azrael would be another alternate skin for either Batman or Batman Beyond. Maybe Batman Beyond, just because I know Azrael used a lot of a lot more gadgetry. Like Batman mm-hmm. already uses a lot of gadgets, but Azrael's like, no, fuck this. I want power armor. Yeah. Anyways, uh, eventually uh, they manage to sort some stuff out, and they're able to waylay the Joker before he can even get to Jimmy and Lois. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the whoever was sent to Themyscira to try and deal with Wonder Woman finds that like. So even though Joker hasn't killed Jimmy and Lois yet, this Wonder Woman still seems to be, like, really hankering for uh, authoritarian rule over the entire Earth, which does not seem like the Diana we know. Yeah. And so uh, they start investigating and, like, going through Themyscira, and eventually they find Wonder Woman. But wait a second, Wonder Woman was up there. What's Wonder Woman doing down here? And why is she, like, wrapped in chains and in a cell? (laughs) Who's the Wonder Woman from up there? And so, as I once again take a page out of the the highly acclaimed DC event comic, Amazon's Attack, it turns out that the Wonder Woman, who's been doing all this bullshit through the entirety of the Injustice storyline, that's not Diana. It's fucking Granny Goodness. (laughs) So... So she's like, yes, I've been trying to fuck up time, because then I'll be able to bring back Darkseed because of... Insert comic book logic here. (laughs) You can do whatever you want if you punch enough holes in the time stream. Yeah. I mean, there was the one guy in the Justice League series who fucked with time simply because he wanted to get away from his awful wife. (laughs) (laughs) And I think everybody was like, dude, there's easier ways than fucking with time. That's the most boomer shit. (laughs) Yeah! So, so basically, the main storyline would end with the heroes having to face off Granny Goodness and then Darkseed, and then I guess the final boss would probably still be Regime Superman, but this is, like, a tag team between Batman and Superman to, like, future Bruce and past Clark taking down future Clark. Okay. Because future Clark is like, uh, you changed time, and so even though Lois and Jimmy are alive, that just means that they'll die again sooner or later. And Lois is like, Clark, holy shit, what? you went way off the deep end. And Granny Goodness is like, that's because I used evil magic on him. <laughs> but they're ah. able to take down Regime Clark and basically torpedo the entire uh, future timeline of Injustice. Basically, it'll reset. But much like uh, the crisis beforehand, everyone still has kind of vague memories of what did happen. And so they're aware of what they like shouldn't do to make sure that that stuff never happens. And so Clark accepts that he is so staunch in his ways that if something terrible happened, he is liable to go off. And so, like, it, the, Clark's, the end of Clark's storyline is, and then I went to therapy. It was great. Yes. <laughs> uh, Terry McGinnis is able to go back to the future uh, where all the future things happen. Yeah. Oh, I can see Batman just going like, I, I'm going to refer you to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And Harley does um, just completely break up with Joker. Yes. <laughs> Harley, please. I didn't even kill them. There's no reason for you to hate me in this timeline. Mr. J, if I had a nickel for every time that I had a reason to hate you, then I'd be able to buy Wayne Industries out from under Brucey. <laughs> and then that that factory blows up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so so here's the thing is that I put in obviously I added a whole bunch of new characters and expanded the roster size, but yeah. I did give myself limits. Mm-hmm. Be, so the first injustice had 24 base game characters. The second one had 28 base game, and so I decide I'll only do another increase of 4 even yeah. if I'm switching out characters. Okay. So I have 32 main game characters, and then right now I have 12 DLC characters, but I, I keep on thinking of things, and so I might shuffle that and add more characters in there just because. Yeah, why not? But I feel like after the main game, there should be like side missions where it's like, n- not just things like there's a screen, because sometimes in Injustice 2, you could do side missions, but it was like, Cheetah's attacking the chemical plant, better go fight her, Blue Beetle. And so then it is just a fight between Blue Beetle and Cheetah, and then it's like, here's some in-game credits. <laughs> There's no, like, cutscene or anything. And so that's what I'm thinking is, like, actual post-game content where Harley goes through the entire premise of Birds of Prey. 
<laughs> so here's my list of returning characters. Some of these returning characters were DLC beforehand, mm -hmm. and some of these characters are returning from Injustice 1 and then were cut from Injustice 2, but now they're alive again because of Injustice 3 and time travel. Yeah. So we've got the Ryan Troy's Adam, who was DLC in Injustice 2. Okay. We've got Bane, because we're going through the whole Asriel thing. Yeah. We obviously have Batman and Asriel mm -hmm. and Batman Beyond and Batwoman. We've got Black Adam, and then instead of taking up another character roster, I just put Shazam as a second skin for Black Adam. Okay. Because they have almost the same powers. Yeah. Um, I took a page out of the mobile game for some of these. So Black Canary is a playable character in Injustice 2, and then the mobile game, you can get a Silver Banshee skin for her. Yeah. So I figured, oh, why not just slap the Silver Banshee skin onto Black Canary? Silver Banshee doesn't have to factor into the plot, but she, you, now you have the option for another Yelly Girl. Yeah. Uh, and then Black Lightning was another... So Black Lightning was an alternate skin for Raiden from Mortal Kombat, in, who was DLC in Injustice 2. Huh. Now I'm elevating Black Lightning into his own separate character, mm -hmm. and then one of his alternate skins will be Static. Cool. Because Static is another character from the mobile game, but I just... I, I was trying to free up as many uh, slots as I could. Yeah. Then we've got Blue Beetle, because mm -hmm. I saw no reason to get rid of him. Oh yeah, um, Booster Gold because he's the other time traveling hero. So yeah. it actually it would be it would be Booster Gold and Batman Beyond showing up. Cool. Being like, hey, time went funky. Yeah. I brought in Bumblebee just for the sake of having another woman of color on the main roster. Yeah. I've kept Captain Cold from Injustice Two and also kept Mister Freeze as his alternate skin. Okay. And so actually, Mister Freeze could even show up in Batman's Time Lost story arc, and it's like. I'll help you fight Azrael, but only if you help me, like, save my wife. And Batman's like, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, then obviously we keep Catwoman. Mm -hmm. And I also decided to have... Okay, so I was considering having Tigress as an alternate Catwoman skin. Mm -hmm. uh, Tigress from the Injustice Society. But I feel like that wouldn't work because Tigress doesn't fight with a whip. Tigress fights with an assortment of tiny crossbows. Okay. So I'm on the fence about that one. Yeah. Um, obviously keep Cyborg. Obviously we need to keep Darkseed. Yeah. Darkseid. Dark, dark Sid. <laughs> I saw no reason to get rid of Firestorm, and the fact that he has alchemy stuff might be able to apply into, like, time travel shenanigans. Yeah. All, all using the same moveset, we have Flash, Reverse Flash, and Kid Flash. Mm -hmm. um, I added Golden Glider, because so she's a Flash villain, okay. and she's Captain Cold's sister. Yeah. And in Injustice 2, like, Captain Cold is fighting Flash, and Flash is like, Oh, Snart, I thought that you were, like, trying to get on the up and up. And Snart's like, yeah, I was, until Superman and your buddies killed my sister. Yeah. And so I decided that Captain Cold can have a whole arc in Injustice 3 where he goes to the past and he finds his sister Lisa still alive, still operating as the Golden Glider, which... Okay, so in the Flash TV show, in her, like, two appearances, she was Golden Glider because she had a gun that could cover people in a layer of gold. Oh. But in the comics, she had, like ice skating abilities, but also light powers? Okay. Let me actually look her up again. Yeah, when she first started, she just had ice skating powers, which makes sense if your brother is Captain Cold. Yeah. Uh, she invented or acquired a number of jewel-themed gadgets and weapons, such as poison rings or hypnosis jewels, and used these to create to great effect in her crusade against the Flash. Okay. In the New 52, Glider has gained metahuman abilities due to being caught in the blast that also gave Mirror Master, Captain Cold, Heatwave, and Weather Wizard their powers. Glider has become separated from her body, giving her an astral form that allows her to fly and move at extreme speeds. She also has ribbon-like tendrils that can easily cut and kill a person without any evidence of an attack. Unlike most phase shifters, Glider can remain solid enough to interact with physical matter, i.e. leaving a shard of glass in Elias's heart while physically impermeable. After having her astral body disrupted and then reformed, Lisa not only regained her bodily mobility, but could also use her powers while retaining flesh and blood semblance now. Okay. So... I'm thinking that her fighting style, like, she'd be primarily the ice skating stuff. Yeah. Or maybe maybe not ice skates, since, like, we can't always justify her being able to skate on, like, asphalt or some shit. Yeah. Maybe they're roller skates now. <laughs> Which Harley would love. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, your moves are so cool. Can you teach me some? <laughs> oh, my God, you should totally join my roller derby team. Every time we try and do a Harley Quinn accent, we slowly get closer and closer to Minnesota. <laughs> um but yeah so zooming around on her roller skates while also like being able to shoot like astral project herself pew, out of her body yeah to like 
smack some people around. Maybe even have it be like a um, an ice climber situation in Smash Bros, where you're you're basically controlling the two golden gliders at once <laughs> or attempting to. Okay. Um, I have no idea what Granny Goodness's moveset would look like. Maybe an assortment of pies. <laughs> well, she's a magic user, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pink, I think. Yeah. I would like the more classic Granny Goodness appearance where she's like a big pudgy grandma instead of like evil Cloris Leachman. Yeah. She made an appearance on Teen Titans, right? So there, I don't think that was Granny Goodness. I think that was like for some legal reason they couldn't use Granny Goodness. So they made a different character. Mother May I. Ah. Who was like basically Granny Goodness, except not for legal reasons. Okay. Like, if you look at the Wikipedia page for Granny Goodness, I want I want that one where she looks, oh, I guess she just looks like evil Betty White in Power <laughs> Armor. Just the full Jack Kirby appearance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's the thing that I actually just thought of. Okay, so I had Raven as a returning character for Injustice 3. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, you know what? Since we're including Granny Goodness, we should really include Big Barda on account of, like, she was a female Fury at some point, and we could even have the heroes fight Big Barda before she joins their side. Yeah. So do you think Big Barda should get her own slot, or do you think she should just be an alternate skin of Wonder Woman, because they have very similar powers? Yeah, like, I think the only real big difference, from what I remember, is that Big Barda's, like, stupid tall. Diane is pretty statuesque, too. Yeah. And also, like, just for the sake of fighting game mechanics, they they try to give the characters about the same stature. Yeah. Or at least, like, they, they maybe some of them will look physically bigger or smaller, but the hitboxes are different. Like, no, you, it kind of makes things iffy in the balance department if you have one character towering over the others. Cough, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and 3 cough. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, her powers are basically big strong. Yeah. <laughs> Which are Diana's powers, too. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, like, I think it really depends on whether or not we're going to have Big Barda as, like, a character for the main story or if she's going to be DLC. I feel like she should be in the main story because hmm. she connects so directly to Granny Goodness. Yeah. And, like, now that I'm thinking about it, so, too, does Mr. Miracle. Yeah. So, all right, okay, I've got 32 main characters. Um... You know, let's break the rules. Let, let's let's stretch it out a little bit and make it a roster of 34 in the base game. Okay. So I'm just plugging in Big Barda and Mr. Miracle. Okay. Now, da, 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 granny goodness. Okay. We're keeping Green Arrow. Yeah. Um, Green Lantern, we're, we're uh, subbing out Hal Jordan. Jon Stewart is now going to be the main Green Lantern of this game. Yes. We can say that between two and three, Jon Stewart what became the new main Green Lantern of Earth. Yeah. Um... I was thinking that maybe we could have, when they go into the past, they could have to fight Kyle Rayner. Yeah. <laughs> but then that kind of screws up the timeline because why is it, why is Kyle here before Hal? Yeah. So no, let's just cut Hal entirely. Yeah. Um, Harley Quinn is obviously here. Mm -hmm. Katana is here for fun. Yeah. Killer Croc is also here just because I felt like we needed another Batman villain, mainly because I cut Joker out of a playable character. Yeah. Joker had no reason to be in Injustice 2. Uh, and the only time he showed up in the main story was one scene where Harley had to fight him as a fear hallucination from Scarecrow. Um, then we added Mr. Miracle. We kept Poison Ivy. We're bringing back Raven. Um, oh, yeah. I plugged Red Hood into the main game so you could have your Red Hood and your Nightwing. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl's in the main roster because obviously she has to interact with Superman. Obviously Superman is here. I gave him Steel for an alternate skin. Okay. Because, again, just adding some more people who ain't white, which is another, the other main reason that Katana's here. Yeah. Obviously, Wonder Woman's in the main cast, and then I upgraded Vixen from a skin for Cheetah into her own character, because Vixen has, like, more unique and distinct powers than just claws. Yeah. Because she has the power, the powers of any living creature. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the main roster. So then for the DLC, and I feel like the DLC is going to change. So the first one I have is Jessica Cruz. Okay. Who, she's the, the newer Green Lantern, newer even than Jon Stewart, and she's the Latina one. Nice. Then I've got Mr. Terrific. Mm -hmm. who, he's not as huge in the comics, but he was a character on Arrow for several seasons. Okay. And he has the power of orbs. <laughs> <laughs> he, he basically has phantasm orbs, except he doesn't murder people with them. <laughs> then I've got Negative Man, 
or Larry Trainer from Doom Patrol, because we should put in a, a Doom Patrol person in here. Yeah. And Larry Trainer is, at least in the TV show, he's gay. Cool. Then I got weird. Okay. Amethyst Princess of Gemworld. Huh. Technically a DC character. Okay. Just why not? Why not? Uh, then I put in Aqualad, because gay. Then I put in Pied Piper, because gay. <laughs> then I put in Renee Matoya's The Question, because gay. <laughs> and then I put in Larflees, because monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, why? Because. Honestly, I feel I feel like some of the characters in DLC could be swapped out for some of the characters in the, the main game. Larflees... Uh, I would put like I bet a hundred dollars. Larflees will be a main character in the next Injustice, and I would I would be shocked if they didn't try and make another Injustice. But I, I, yeah, I'm gonna bet a hundred dollars. Larflees will be in the next Injustice game because in the first Injustice they had Sinestro, and then they got rid of Sinestro. In the second Injustice they had Atrocitus, and Atrocitus only showed up for like one scene to fight with Green Lantern and Supergirl, and that was it. Also, in um, Atrocitus' special move is Dexstar, the Red Lantern Kitty. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so in third game, I guarantee Larfleet is going to show up for two scenes, he's going to beat the shit out of whoever's the Green Lantern, and then he'll get the shit beat out of him, and then he will leave again. Um, also, I am noticing no Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter was DLC in the first game. Okay. I just, I couldn't think of a reason to bring him in. Mm. It's just, I would like to see him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, it, it is the trouble of trying to include characters to have a more diverse roster while also trying to keep the mainstays. Like, if, if you were, you may have missed that I completely cut out Aquaman. Yeah. I put Aqualad in for DLC, but Aquaman was in the first two games, and then Black Manta was DLC in the second one. Yeah. But yeah, I just know the Aqualad's the only Atlantis representation, and the main reason was because I couldn't think of a reason for Atlantis to factor in in this. Okay. Maybe other people could. Like, so I'll admit, some of the characters that I added as, like, completely new characters is just because I like them. Yeah. I like, I put Katana in because I wanted more girls and more people who weren't white. And also she looks cool. Yeah. And she has a Katana. It's full of souls. <laughs> um, so that's all the DC characters. But obviously because, because this is a NetherRealm game, you're going to have a bunch of guest characters too. Yes. They, they did it starting in Mortal Kombat, where they brought in frickin' Freddy Krueger. And then in the first Injustice, they just put Scorpion in. And everyone's like, this is a cool, interesting idea. And then they're like, oh, you want seven different guest characters? And people are like, well, that's not what we asked for, but sure, let's see what you got. And so then in like the next Mortal Kombat game, they're like, how about every horror icon? Predator, Xenomorph, Jason, Michael. <laughs> Actually, I can't remember if those were all the guest characters. Let me, let me check. Mortal. Combat X. But yeah, it was Jason, the Predator, Alien, and Leatherface ah. were all the guest characters they had in Mortal Kombat 10. And then in Injustice 2, they decided, let's get weird with our guest characters. So in Injustice 2, their requisite Mortal Kombat guest character was Sub-Zero, yeah. who's like the most iconic after Scorpion. And then the most iconic after uh, Sub-Zero is Raiden. Mm -hmm. So they put Raiden in. And then they also had Hellboy. Yep. And then they added all four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Which is the only the only alternate skin with, like, each skin has a different fighting style, because obviously all the turtles yeah. have different fighting styles. Yeah. So I just, so they had four. So I also, I only have four characters here. You know what? Since, since we stretched it out with the main cast, I'm going to stretch it out for this cast, too. Okay. So and I've already added another one. So now I have five guest characters. And I'll leave an open spot for the... Wait, one, two, three, four, yeah. I'll leave an open spot for the sixth guest character that you can help me fill. Okay. But here's what I have right now. Actually, technically you already helped me fill one. Because I forgot that they had the crossover with Masters of the Universe, so He-Man would be the first DLC guest character. Yeah. He'd, like, be in the first pack. Yeah. The next one is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh. Because there was actually a poll that uh, one of the NetherRealm developers put out. And it was like, who would you like to see as DLC in Injustice 2? And the options were, if I remember correctly, there were Spawn, Hellboy, and Buffy. And Hellboy won. And I didn't include Spawn on this just because it seems too obvious. Also, there might be rights issues. I mean, there's a, the crossovers, there's going to be rights issues with everything. Yeah, but it, I it's feel just, like Sp Spawn's creator in particular is... Ugh. Very protective, which is understandable. Well, also, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> 
Okay, never mind. No, I no longer understand this man. He's the reason why it took Angela so long to get back to Neil Gaiman. Yeah. And I, I find it kind of hilarious that as soon as Neil Gaiman got the rights back to her, Angela, he was like, well, I can't really do anything with you in a vacuum. Hey, Marvel, do you want to buy this character for like $100,000 or something? <laughs> They're like, sure, we'll make her another sister of Thor. <laughs> yeah. Like, didn't even keep her original premise. Barely even kept her original design. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, Neil Gaiman wanted the Miracle Man uh, rights. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. Miracle Man, different from Mr. Miracle. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Mister Miracle's uh, finishing move would be interesting because it would have to be like some kind of escape artist stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because that's the other thing. Like Since it's made by the same people who did Mortal Kombat, everyone has. They don't have fatalities, but they do have finishing moves. Yeah. And some of them like, have like multiple finishing moves. Uh, I know Harley's, one of them is like, she throws some dynamite at the, the person and they're completely knocked out. And then while they're knocked out, she just lets the, her hyenas bite at them. Nice. Um, fucking Scarecrow just straight on takes you to a hell dimension and eats you. He gro- he turns giant. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So we've had we have He Man, we have Buffy. Yeah. We also need the requisite Mortal Kombat characters. Mm-hmm. So one I just added was Melina, who w- was announced in tandem thanks to Megan the Stallion, oh. who did a full on Melina cosplay. Okay. Melina, so the Melina is, you see the, the Mortal Kombat sexy ninjas, and they all kind of look like uh, Elektra from Marvel characters, and they've got, like, yeah. like very scantily clad, and they'll, they'll have sides or daggers or stuff, and, like, a big veil over their face. Yeah. And Melina's unique because she's the daughter of one of the villains, and if you take the veil off her face, it's just teeth. Yeah. It's just all teeth. She'd do a big chompus. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, but also the obvious one to add would be Sonya Blade. Mm-hmm. Not voiced by Ronda Rousey this time, though. Yeah. Also, I, d- I just realized Sonya Blade could have an alternate skin that's just Cynthia Rothrock, the person. <laughs> yeah. Because Sonya Blade is based off Cynthia Rothrock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, the next person I have, who- who's also a DLC character who could have an alternate skin, is Tommy Oliver, a- a.k.a. the White Ranger, <laughs> a.k.a. Lord Dracon. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Listen, it makes sense! Yeah! Because Power Rangers has crossed over with DC already, yep. and they've also crossed over with the Ninja Turtles multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bet another $100 that maybe maybe not Tommy. I'd be shocked if it's not Tommy, but to, to, in order to not go broke, another $100 that one of the guest characters in the next Injustice game is going to be a Power Ranger. Yeah. Maybe they'll throw us for a loop and it'll be Jen Stotts, but it's probably going to be Tommy. Most likely Tommy, and I think right after it might be Kimberly. They'd probably have her as Ranger Slayer as her main skin, yeah. and then Kimberly as a bonus skin. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm surprised NetherRealm wouldn't try and make just a Power Rangers fighting game, because it seems like it's up their alley. Yeah. And there's enough unique characters. Well, now that Power Rangers is under Hasbro, they might do something like that, so. A Power Rangers fighting game featuring guest character Optimus Prime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's injustice four <laughs> yep <laughs> also also the transformers may or may not still be canonical in the marvel universe <laughs> you know what would be absolutely wild is if like capcom teamed up with netherrealm to make marvel versus capcom versus dc versus mortal kombat this is the crossover everybody's wanted <laughs> It'll be such a clusterfuck. Yeah. And you you can only get in like 10 characters for franchise, so no one will be happy. Yeah. Um, okay, so this leaves us with one more open spot for a guest character DLC in Injustice 3. Hmm. And I want to tell you who the guest characters for NetherRealm's most recent uh, output, which is Mortal Kombat 11. The guest characters in this one are the Joker, which obviously. Yeah. Spawn, which I guess rules out Spawn for Injustice. Yeah. The Terminator, okay, Robocop, and John Rambo. Huh. And after John Rambo was announced, someone said that Mortal Kombat is just Smash Bros. for dads. Yeah. <laughs> Wanting to understand his strange children. <laughs> Some Zoomer walks in on their dad playing Mortal Kombat 11. Are you winning, dad? <laughs> So, 
But based on that kind of stuff, and who we've already put in into Injustice 3, who do you feel would be the best fit for the final DLC guest crossover character? Because I almost want it to be, like, out of left field and, like, Dante from Devil May Cry, but I was also thinking, like, <laughs> that's, the that's, main that's... character from Devil May Cry Baby. Oh, that could work, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Devil Man. Now, there's unique set of rights there because you're dealing with an actual Japanese character and Japanese copyright law is so different. But it's almost easier because it's not tangled up in all the US things. <sighs> yeah. Where characters are characters are under this umbrella, which is under this umbrella, which is under this umbrella. Yeah, and especially with comic book characters because like superhero comic books have been around for damn near 100 years at this point so there's many layers of who owns what yep and how characters were acquired and and also who like i think devil man could work just because devil man i don't think has been a guest in other stuff yeah whereas like dante from the devil may cry series if you want to be featuring dante from the devil may cry series you might have to strike a deal with capcom because he's a capcom okay. character. okay and I just brought up Dante because Ryan's been talking about Devil May or um, Devil May Cry recently. Yeah, but that's like Capcom might. Who who knows? There might be some wording in the Devil May Cry contract that is like these characters can only cross over with Marvel characters because they're owned by Capcom. Yeah, or Sonic. Put Knuckles in Injustice. <laughs> but yeah, like looking at Devil Man, like his aesthetic is pretty cool. He's got a very interesting history. I mean, I could also easily see Devilman showing up in Mortal Kombat just because it's so violent. Yeah. And, I mean, Devilman is just Satan. Yes. Also, you can tell that Lindsay still has post-Halloween brain, so, yeah. And also, it would be cool to have a character from, like, outside of the traditional uh, comic book character and Western media, just in general. Yeah. Oh. Um. The guy from Fists of the North Star. Oh. Ken? Yeah. <laughs> that would also make a lot of sense. Yeah. He punched good. Yeah. He could also be another good character for Mortal Kombat because you're already dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If we're gonna do it, let's let's dive all the way. Someone from JoJo. Yeah, j just JoJo. The, ma the main JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite JoJo, JoJo. <laughs> Like, so many fans would lose their fucking minds if it was, like, Josuke or Jonathan Joestar. Yeah. No, you know what would make the fans really lose their minds? Fucking Goku. Yes. Because <laughs> that's the- f a Goku versus Superman fight is something so many people want to see. Yeah. And and the creator would be down because he kind of he 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 wrote this whole journey to the west style story and then he read one Superman comic and was like fuck this shit I'm writing sci-fi now <laughs> yeah he'd be so happy Goku is my Superman OC yeah <laughs> Goku should have appeared in Crisis on Infinite Earths <laughs> someone out there listening to this. Write that crossover fanfic if it hasn't already been done. Fuck, it's probably already been done. I guarantee it's already been written. There, there are probably so many fanfics about Goku fighting the DC universe and Goku fighting Superman and Goku dating Superman. Or, or the joke answer is Warner Bros. or Scooby-Doo, so puts Shaggy in. <laughs> like, this is even my final form, man. <laughs> Wolf's down a Scooby snack and turns out he punch good. <laughs> or no, he shoots like energy beams from his hands. <laughs> Shaggy has an alternate skin for Superman. <laughs> well, Shaggy's supposed to be a hippie, so like his third eye op finally opens. Like Shazam, man! <laughs> Shaggy gets a hold of the sword of Grayskull. <laughs> I have the power, dude! <laughs> I love crossovers. <laughs> So yeah, who do you think would probably be the, the best option here? Um, I feel like specifically for DC, the best option would be uh, Josuke. Yeah. Because he's the most well-known Jojo, and just Jojo itself is leans a little bit better into the DC stuff than something like 
okay, I mean, Fist of the North Star could easily fit into DC as well. It's just, I, I feel like they would want to save Ken for a Mortal Kombat game just so they can have him do his You're Already Dead pressure point fatality. Yeah. And, and then just Devilman because he's so incredibly violent. Yeah. And, like, with Josuke, like, he's got a really cool look, too. So there's going to be a lot of people who will have fun drawing or, like, creating him. Yeah. Well, and another thing is that in Injustice 2, they introduced, like, a gear system where you could, like, m- slightly modify a character's slats- stats when you're playing as them, and you could switch out all the gear, and so they just had different variations of the costumes, and if you, like, put all the gear together, going back to something we were talking about not too long ago, you put all the right gear together, you get a gear bonus, and it resembles another famous costume from the comics. Yeah. Or even just variations on a theme, which can look really cool. And so you can do stuff like that with... Where, like, you can switch out what kind of colors of hats he's got or what kind of jackets he's wearing and stuff. And you can even put together outfits that make him look, like, not identical, but they refer to the other JoJo characters. Yeah. Like, doesn't... Isn't there someone with, like, a big weird hat? There's plenty with big weird hats. I I, I don't know. Rye? Which JoJo character has big weird hat? Okay. Okay, so apparently Jotaro has a hat where his that the hat becomes his hair. I, I'm looking at it right now. Actually, you know what? Not Josuke. Let's put Jotaro in. Yeah, it would be Jotaro. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I th- I think on that note, it's time to uh, head over to friendship promoality. Hi, I'm Ellie Roark. I'm Wilson Gall, and we host the Fledgling Theories podcast. If you're interested in hearing about innovative new bird research, you can tune into our discussions about recent insights in ornithology. Every month, we pick a recently published bird study and we chat about it for half an hour. For example, you might know that migrating birds fly during the night, but what happens when dawn comes and they're over a big body of water like the Great Lakes? How can a bird's feathers tell you where it's been? And how is your bird feeder changing bird populations? You don't have to be an expert or a scientist, just someone who's interested in cool science about amazing bird species. Find us on our website, fledglingtheories.podbean.com, or on Twitter at Fledgecast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know so little about Mortal Kombat. I I think someone I like is going to be in a movie. Okay. I need to look up what's happening with the Mortal Kombat movie and look at the, the um, cast. Um... Mortal Kombat, other media, films, Mortal Kombat 2021. It's got, oh right, we've got Ludi Lin as Liu Kang. Ludi Lin was Zack in the Power Rangers movie. Oh, okay. And then, I don't know anyone else in this cast. <laughs> so, I guess in that case, Lindsay, where can you people find you on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Notifier, but you first and never pronounced FINISH HIM! <laughs> you can also email us at notifierbootyoufirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, or who you think should be in the DLC or even just any part of the roster for Injustice 3. Uh, you can also send us a friendship promo, and it can be in the form of an audio clip or just a proof for us to read. But send us stuff. But just send us something to promote your podcast or your YouTube channel or your DeviantArt page. We'll promote it here for free because we love to do that. We also have a Patreon at Patreon.com/NotifyBootYouFirst, but we're not like hankering for anyone to be donating to that at this time because there's other important stuff to send your money to if you do have the money to spare. For the foreseeable future, get your money towards organizations that will restore the right to vote to felons and imprisoned people, especially in the South, especially in Texas and Florida. Yeah. Because th- there are so many... <laughs> okay, so po- point the first. If prisoners do not have the right to vote, then a country has a vested interest in arresting people. Yeah. Point the second. <laughs> Florida and Texas, I'm actually... They, they're red states this election again, but I'm extremely proud of them because they got very close to flipping. Mm-hmm. And so to, uh, to take take all your statements, your sassy statements about how we need to get rid of Florida and Texas and choke on them, because they did extremely well. And you know what would really help them do extremely well is if you restore rights yeah. to disenfranchised people. And also stop the gerrymandering. Exactly. In fact, I would say, like, just do a massive new resurvey of 
the country and redraw yeah. all the lines, but yeah. Hopefully that's like that's the first step of any kind of electoral reform that the states has to go through. Yeah. But I'm thinking like specifically if if y'all can restore voting rights to imprisoned people in Texas and I mean at Texas all places. Yeah. But even just Texas, yeah. then the Republicans won't the Republicans won't be able to win again unless they start like actually trying to help people. Yeah. Um there's a pretty good chance that at least in the next election there's gonna be you're going to really start seeing the difference with the demographic shift. Hopefully. Yeah. If you if you somehow think that every single person in prison is a serial killer, then yo. No. You have bigger problems. Do some research, please. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we do have people who have had the opportunity to sponsor through Patreon, and so we are going to give them a shout out. Anyways, I want to give a thank you shout out to our patrons, Julia, Christina, Charlie, Cassidy, and a newer patron who came in a few weeks ago, but I just kept forgetting to mention them, um, my friend Rem. Thank you, Rem. Thank you all. Yes. Um, and if you want to support us in a way that is not financially related, then you can rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, you can contact me, and I'll try and get us in there. Uh, Not If I Reboot You First is a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can find out more about the awesome shows we share the network with at CornerPodNet on Twitter. And last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by Alex aka Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. So, Tanner. So, Lindsay, do you have a hint for me, Lassie? I don't know where that came from. So the hint for next week is nothing is true, everything is permitted. I've definitely heard that before, but I have no idea what the hell it's from. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain later. <laughs> Ain't no laws when you've got claws. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll find out what it's about next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye. Bye.